You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to Watchpoint Radio Community episode number three. And if you are unfamiliar with these types of episodes, these are the episodes where we give the community a platform to come onto the show and talk about various topics, whether it be uh, something that we've already talked about and they want to expand upon, maybe an idea they had, or just maybe uh, some of their experiences. The com- these episodes are for the community, and we get community members to come on and you know, they tell us what's on their mind. So, uh, first of all, I want to apologize for taking so long to get this out. Our original goal was to have a community episode every month. Uh, then we did get some some new community members who wanted to do some episodes. They reached out to us. And, uh, yeah, it just took me way too long to get this out. So, I do apologize to both the community and to the community members who did these episodes. Uh, now, on this episode, we're only going to have one of the two. Or usually... We would we try to have two community episodes, or two community members per episode. Sorry, but the conversations or the topics kind of went so long that I feel the episode would just be way too long, and so we're gonna split uh, the two topics up into community episode three and four. So this is number three. You'll get number four probably next week, but for this episode, uh, you're gonna be hearing from Wood Tier Guru if you are in our Discord. Discord.me slash match those buttons, by the way. You probably already know him, but he came onto the show to talk about the competitive mindset and also talk about, you know, how he climbed the ladder via the competitive mindset. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Woods here Guru. This is my kind of city. Lights, camera, action. Okay, we are here with community member Wood Tier Guru. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. How you doing, John? I am doing all right. Uh, why don't you tell the community a bit about yourself? Sounds good. Um, I've been playing Overwatch since about season two. Um, and I've been in gold for a very, very long time. And the past couple seasons, uh, well, before I had to take a small break from PC Overwatch and transfer over to Xbox uh, for a short while, um, I made it to Platinum. And I think I know why I made it there. Okay, and that's what we're actually going to be talking about today. That that mindset that got you in from gold to plat. <laughs> See, the thing that you, the thing that happened was you listened to Kinder's Guide to Gold, and you applied that shit, and you got out. That's that's exactly what happened. We're going to go with that end of episode. <laughs> well, I'm just more impressed that you you're, you, you like Overwatch so much that you know even when you have PC problems, you just slid right over to the Xbox. Got to get that fixed somehow. <laughs> yeah. See, so you, you are you are definitely into this dead game 
triggers me so much i mean just a just a couple months ago i got a big fat reinhardt tattoo on my leg so don't tell me it's a dead game please <laughs> <laughs> now it's never dead that you got that reinhardt tattoo yeah. it lives with you forever heroes right? never die heroes never yeah. die all right so yeah let's let's cop into it. let's talk about the uh the mindset in overwatch so why don't you kind of tell us what you want to what you want to bring up there? Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is a growth versus a fixed mindset, and this is something that you might have heard about just in like life coaching and that kind of thing. But basically, if you have a fixed mindset, it's like that stereotype of like, oh, I'm just bad at math, right? It's like, sure, you, maybe you're bad at math right now, but if you worked at math and you started practicing it chances are you'd probably get a little bit better gradually right so i think it's the, the growth mindset is just recognizing that wherever you're at right now no matter how bad you are at something if you work at it you can improve i don't know you've never seen me try to do calculus oh okay <laughs> um so like so i think uh, i listen to a lot of jane jane is a amazing uh streamer and all that and one of the things that he likes to say a lot is everybody sucks right if you're talking to, if you're talking about the number one guy in the overwatch league uh like the mvp jay jonak right he probably looks at the worst guy in the overwatch league and says that guy is utter trash right whereas that guy looks at the guys in contenders and says i'm on a different plane than they are right just like the guys in contenders uh think that the people in like low gm are just utter garbage and so that goes all the way down all the way to people in gold that like if you if you if you're a gold player has ever played in the depths of bronze you know it's like there there's no single level in this game where the step below that people you don't have the opinion that they're just they don't understand the game all right, right. I, i'll tell you this right now people in gold think people in gold suck like mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why they blame everybody else for them being in gold which is why they're in gold which is why they're in gold exactly like when you blame others for your failures like i mean that's not something i learned in overwatch right that's just something i learned from life when like whenever i come across a problem right i try my best to find a way to make it my fault like how did i uh you know get into a situation how did i uh you know how did i fail here what what, what was the failure point from my end because if you put it on yourself you can analyze you can improve you can get better and then you can fix whatever the problem is if you just blame it on somebody else well then you're just kind of stuck right right i mean so no i mean if you if you go back and if you've ever done a vod review of yourself sure you can go back and you can focus on oh man our our team comp was terrible or uh, or what is this Zenyatta doing right now? Or this this Reinhardt just charged into their back line and now we don't have a front line. I guess that fight's lost. But if you're not focusing on what you're doing, the only thing that you can actually change, then how are you going to improve? 
Exactly. And I think one of the important things, actually, this is something we just talked about on a recent episode, me and uh, the dude abides. Um, you can play around in lower ranks, in lower ranks for sure. You can play around other people's ineptitude sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of the reasons I got good at Zarya was because I'm like, okay, these people are making bad decisions. They're dying. If I can protect the idiots, <laughs> they might live and make something happen. And that's exactly what happened. Like, you know, <laughs> you keep them from dying, you save them, and, you know, it ends up, you know, working out. But I, you know, even though, yeah, sure, a Reinhardt charging into a group of enemies, not taking anybody with him in the charge or anything like that, you know, bad timing, bad idea, <laughs> bad Reinhardt. But what could you as a player to do to help improve that situation? Right. You know? right. And I've, I've heard it said before that Zarya has the highest carry potential in the game. I mean, uh, and I, I believe that. Yeah. I mean, she's a tank with the with the DPS capabilities of a DPS character and with one of the best ultimates in the game. Yep. And if you have fast enough reaction times, uh, you can you know you can save a life. Oh, <laughs> you, can, yeah. you can erase a mistake real quick if you have you know the, uh, a fast enough you know. Oh yeah, time. thrill saves me on the reg with Azaria. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, like yeah, I think that's that's a good point to make. You know that that growth versus you know fixed fixed mindset. Like you know if you just say you're you're bad at a certain thing and you never even try to to get better. You'll you'll stay bad. Like you'll be right. You it's a self fulfilling prophecy, yep. right? I, I totally hear that. Um, so what's next? Yo, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, uh, I I was gonna jump into the, the next topic, which is uh, basically uh, the the first thing that you got to realize where where most people in Overwatch are, right? Is gold, platinum, and below. That's the majority of Overwatch, right? And a lot right. of those players, it's really, really easy to just autopilot or just tunnel vision on something. How often have you just trickled into a fight without even thinking, is, the, is, this, is this fight actually winnable? Uh, it basically, uh, basically have, you ever, uh, have you ever looked at a player's choice and asked what they were thinking, right? And the chances, the chances are what they were they're just trying to play their character based on how they think the character should be played without actually like going into the situation with, with what should I be doing or like actually making a plan. Right. If you, if you walk into, if you walk into a team fight uh, as a DPS player and you just start shooting the first red player that you see, chances are you're not picking the right focus target. Chances are you're just shooting at a big Reinhardt shield or, something that you're not actually going to get value on. Whereas if you actually take the time to hit tab, look at the, look at the scoreboard and say, who, who should, who should our team be focusing? What opportunities are, is their composition going to, uh, is, are they going to afford us? Right. And actually going into, uh, going into the game with a plan based on who you're playing and who you're playing against, then you're going to start to, actually see those plans to come to fruition and that happens yeah. uh, that happens a lot at every level i think uh you'll you'll just kind of get in the fog and 
say you lose a point or something and you're just you're trying to kind of hold or stall or whatever and you don't necessarily know what to do but you're not really thinking about it either you're just literally in a mental fog and it happens in every aspect of life um and then later on you gain some clarity and you're like wow that was a fucking stupid decision and you can kind of break yourself out of that fog if you kind of make the controlled mental effort to recognize that you're in that kind of mental state and be like, slap yourself on this on the face a little bit and wake up and uh, getting out of that's a big learning how to get out of that is a, is a big part of climbing. I think basically I was going to say one of the things I find myself asking my teammates a lot, cause I play a lot of main tank and, so, uh, eventually in the fight I'll, I'll end up dying and I, I find myself as the the target caller a lot and one of the things I ask my teammates when I'm sitting in the when I'm sitting in the 10 second wait to come back to the fight hey hey guys are are, are we actually fighting a winnable fight <laughs> right and that's that's one of the points I made in the in the guide to gold episode was if you look at a fight and determine it's not winnable, but you still have players trickling in, you need to call an exit. You need to have an exit strategy to that fight and get the hell out or die. And below about mid gold, uh, I'd say it's probably the threshold where you have team fights as opposed to one big brawl. Uh-huh. Uh, there, there's a big difference between the two because if you have team fights, even if you lose team fights, um, it's not a total loss. If you lose it all at one time and then come back full force and give them another team fight, you have a hell of a lot better chance than you do of getting a lucky ass ult in one big brawl. Um, and a lot of the times, uh, like the last tournament match we had, I learned something on Lucio. Uh, I kept dropping the beat when they would grab dragon because this team was very heavy towards the dragon ball combo. And we, we weren't running Zen on defense uh, to counter that or on offense to counter that. Uh, and one of the things that they kind of brought up to me was don't bother with dropping the beat when we're on attack and they're dragon ball comboing, just eat, eat the combo, die and come on back, save beat for another team fight because that wipe getting rid of those ults is more valuable than stretching out that team fight and winning it. Yeah. I was just going to say, I know, um, my situational awareness or my awareness of what was happening in a game changed drastically once I started healing. Because uh, most of the times you're in the back of a fight, right? You can see the whole field. You know, when you play as Zen or when you play as Anna, Mercy, maybe not so much because Mercy, you come and zipping from person to person. You're, you're all around. Lucio's kind of in the mix. Uh, but, um, and, you know, Moira also is a bit closer to the fight as well. But especially Zen and Anna, you can you you can just see more and even when i play characters that aren't zen and anna now because of my experience being seeing the fight from that perspective i'm able to better uh you know make better decisions in in team fights or during the game or when uh you know help direct teammates i, I guess you can say like through, throughout the game, like, okay, let's pull back, pull out of that fight. Okay, you know, you need to come over this way or we need to go this way or this person's over here, you know, stuff like that. So it's definitely something you have to work on. The, the you know, the, that tunnel vision is a huge issue. And it happens a lot to, I think, uh, like Reinhardt's main tanks, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's definitely a reason that the highest level of play uh, 
pro players the uh, on the uh, on like an actual team your your main healer is usually the shot caller because they have they have the that huge they they have such a larger view of the battlefield going on because usually they're at the back or even when they're playing lucio right the lucio is the the even though the main tank is the one that sets the engagement it's the lucio that kind of dictates the ebb and flow of the game are you going are you speeding in are you speeding out that kind of thing yeah right and a lot of times on lucio too you can play a reactionary lucio where you hear like say a male uh that's one of the big things if if they're playing male then you save your speed save your amp it up for speed boosting out of the male things like that um and it's just, just things like that are super valuable if if they have a dragon ball combo and you do need to use it if you're on defense uh if you need to use a drop to beat make sure you save your amp it up so you can put down on top of your drop to beat because you can you can survive a dragon's if you have amp it up, but drop the beat by itself will not save you. Uh, so it's just a lot of game sense with Lucio. Right. And I mean, look at it just like we're talking a lot about Lucio, right? Talking about the things that Lucio does <laughs> just based on what speed allows the character to do. Right. In order to, in order to make this plan for what you want to do in uh, it, or like what synergies you want to really work with, you have to look at your hero, right? A lot of the, uh, a lot of the time, and I've been playing with my buddy down in bronze recently on like my alt DPS account, and it's it, it's I, I ended up having an argument with this guy about uh, about the need to have a main tank, the the need to actually have someone that can set a front line, right? It's just. You, in order to make a plan, first thing you have to do is have an understanding of what your character does, where your character wants to play, and who they want to play with, right? Essentially just recognizing your synergies. And once you do that, right, like if you're playing Mercy and there's a Farah on the team, probably you don't want to sit on the ground the entire time. Probably you want to be playing up with the, playing up with the Farah, right? And th- that's a simple enough plan, right? Going into right. a going into a game with the uh, with the mindset of I'm going to keep this Farah topped off and damage boosted as long as I can because this Farah is our win condition, right? A lot of times that's a good enough plan to go into a game with, right? And knowing your character's role isn't always the easiest thing in the world. Like with goats, I see goats so much in lower tiers. And nobody knows what the fucking goal of goats is. Like the goal of it is to go in as a very tight death ball, get in a brawl and just wear them down because you have so much fucking health and healing uh, that they're never going to take you down. Your TTK is too high. So you just whittle them down and destroy them. Uh, but then you see people running goats and they'll split up and they get wiped and wonder why. Um, and they, the reasoning is they just don't know what the role of their character is. And that's probably the biggest part of playing the game of Overwatch is knowing what your role as your character should be. Um, in your specific composition. Yeah, that's... in your specific composition because roles change with comms. 
Exactly. I mean, you can you can take what you just said and apply it to a lot of popular comps, and that, I think that's a uh, that's a problem with lower tiers, right? Like, and this is something, something we talked about on the show before. The problem that you find with lower tiers, especially the lower you go, the lower you go, it's usually like mechanical issues, but specifically in like silver, gold, platinum. It's understanding of how the game plays and how and you know what needs to happen because look at how like how there's still people to this day there are people to this day that think that dive means to dive onto the control point or dive onto the objective you know <laughs> so yeah and just if you're one of those people that's not what dive is you dive <laughs> yeah. a target okay you dive a specific target and you kill that person that's how dive works um that's a high level overview of how that works. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it has a lot to do with the understanding of the game. And I think one thing that's important, like, you know, you talk about, you know, making the plan and understanding your plan and understanding your role and stuff like that. You got to remember, especially if you're trying to climb on your own, uh, you may understand what's supposed to happen, uh, how the plan's supposed to go, what people are supposed to be doing, but you got to understand that the per- other people may not. So it might be a good idea for you to hop on comms and just explain it to them, if you care. That's another problem, <laughs> you know. So that's another thing you kind of kind of deal with. Like just because you know doesn't mean other people do. And you know, you explain to somebody what to do may help them a lot. One, it'll help you win that game, but one, two, it'll, it'll help them, you know, in their overwatch uh, experience going forward. Right. And we've had this conversation before where you, where you particularly job ja, talked about having to explain the entire game of overwatch in a four minute control point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it does work sometimes, but man, when it doesn't, I'm like, okay, we're just going to lose this one then <laughs> on to the next one, you know? I mean, it is really difficult to explain. It's difficult to to tell someone that, first of all, you're not playing you're not playing your character right. You're not playing the game right. And this is how you should be doing it in such a way that they'll be receptive to it and change it in that game so that you can pull out the win. Right, right. And it's yeah. really hard to get somebody that's in a habit of playing a character wrong. I'm guilty of this as well. Um, it's really hard to get somebody out of incorrect habits in a single game. Uh, and usually it doesn't happen. But you can help somebody uh, for at least a short period of time at least be where they're supposed to be, even if they don't necessarily know exactly what they're supposed to do. Uh, like positioning. Uh, just recently, I had an example of this because I don't play Ana. Uh, I very rarely play Ana. Uh, and I had a positioning boo-boo on uh, Temple of Anubis. And I set up where, you know, you know the spot where everybody sits up on defense, that first high ground uh, right in front of the choke point. Everybody set up there, and I was set up as Ana uh, right behind them, like right there on it with them. And that's a no-no. And I knew that in the back of my head. I just didn't think about it. Um, because I never play Ana. I just happen to be playing, playing Ana uh, on that point. And, of course, we immediately get overrun. And I absolutely got it from the boys in my team. It was the podcaster six I was with. Uh, and I, I got uh, an earful about that. I was like, I know, I know, I'm fucking sorry. I made a, I made a mistake. It was bad. I was dumb. 
Uh, but the place you're supposed to position with Anna is up the stairs, all the way up the stairs on the high ground directly above point. Uh, that's the best place to play Anna because you have full view of your whole team. You can grenade them from there. You can shoot them from there, everything. And nobody's going to get you unless they dive you. And then you can fall to point and call for help. Uh, right. And I just didn't do that. So everybody is guilty of playing a character wrong. And if you get good advice that you know is good, that you know is good advice, you need to take it. Right. It's a, it's a whole lot easier to take that advice from people on your team though. Right. It is. And I'll probably fuck it up again because like I said, I knew that that was bad positioning in the back of my head. I, I had seen before that that was where you're supposed to position on. a matter of fact, I had played Zenyatta with, or Anna, uh, and they had, they were the ones that originally told me to position there. I just didn't fucking think about it because I brain fart or for whatever reason just didn't think about it at all. And they didn't say anything when we got the point, probably because I was behind them all. But I mean, yeah, everybody screws up, but it's hard to break habits, right? So absolutely, yeah. So basically. I mean, you're going to make mistakes, right? One of the first thing, one of the first things that you'll see in, in any guide to, let's say, shot calling or something, right, is that you're, you're, going, to, you're going to make terrible calls sometimes. You're going to make calls that are like, that throw the game sometimes. But if you don't practice it, hey, look, we're back to the growth versus fixed mindset. If you, if you, if you don't practice it, and then you're just never going to get better at it. Right. Right. Absolutely. And yeah. Like you were saying before, it's it's really difficult to teach somebody the entire game of Overwatch in four minutes. <laughs> you know? It's it's even worse. Like when they think they know what they're doing already, like some people, I think some people are just more receptive because they understand that they aren't the best. Right. They understand that they're in goal for a reason. Right. Uh, and they're just trying to get better. And other people are like, I'm in gold because these guys suck. <laughs> you know, like that's why they think they're in gold. So, right. Uh, I mean, it the, it, the game, the game still, the, the game still tries to, to work you up as much as it possibly can what, until you get into diamond, right? The, the stat boosting or uh, the, that used to be for the entire ladder. Um, now is just platinum and below uh so if you get good stats on your character it's gonna give you more sr um so all right i forgot they implemented the fixed sr gain and loss after diamond mm -hmm. and i love it i love that shit i really wish they would implement it anyway <laughs> because it's it's so disheartening to gain 15 sr and then lose 30 like come on man Oh come on! Don't you mean? Don't you know that the your stats are a perfect reflection of how you're actually doing in the game? Uh, I swear! <laughs> yeah. I swear! I've had games where just absolutely fucking carried in game fifteen SR. Like, God, I hate that system so much. <laughs> um, yeah. But like you're saying, Ja, like sure, you might you might know exactly what you what your team should be doing. You look at the composition. Okay, we're playing a death baller. Okay, we're playing we're playing this new uh, Symmetra Bastion comp, right? And there there could be people on your team that that don't have that same understanding of how their characters should be played with the other characters on it. So I right. mean, just just tell them. 
hey guys, I noticed that we're playing this particular composition. This is how we want to play this particular composition. Let's go into the let's go into this first point with this game plan. And right. even and, if and it that doesn't work. No, go ahead. I was gonna say that, that carries up to every level of Overwatch. It doesn't matter what tier you are. Um on the first round of the tournament that we were in, we did the Symmetra Bashing Comp and played it very well um, to begin with. And Blazing Bob, who, you know, former Masters player, Blazing Bob, <laughs> um, was playing Arissa. And he, he's not the best Arissa in the world anyway. He'll he'll be the first to tell you. He's much better at Reinhardt. But um, he wasn't entirely sure of the positioning of what exactly is... Uh, his goal was with Arissa and everything. And uh, we we had some mistakes that were made uh, during the tournament with him. It wasn't his fault that we ended up losing points or anything. Uh, but, you know, when we went back and did Vodder view, he, you know, very clearly called out his own mistakes. And that's just an example of it doesn't matter where you are on that or what your SR ranking is. If you don't know how to use a particular uh, hero on a particular composition, then you're lost. You know, you, it, it doesn't matter how good you are. You know, the better you are, the better you can probably kind of infer what you should be doing. But it doesn't make you exempt from having to learn how to use a character in a comp. So everybody should really study a comp, study, you know, go on Google, find out what's the goal of this composition, what your position should be, or get with somebody that knows it. Uh, and have them teach you because we didn't have practice with Bob um, with that comp before we went in. And that was kind of a mistake, even though we did pretty well. Bob did a very good job of picking up on what he should do in that role um, just on the fly. Like that's that's more than we can ask of anybody at any SR. Um, but you really should learn how to play every composition with, you know, with every character that you can. Especially if you're only focusing on a few characters, you know, with your kit. Right. <laughs> and you should only be focusing on a few characters. You shouldn't be like a flex main that has 10 characters in your pool. You should probably have at, at most like six. I mean, <laughs> and that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's why I wish the, the game broke, uh, broke rolls down further than it does. Right. At least give us main tank off tank main dps off dps and main and off support like yeah that way you could at least be okay i'm gonna main this role and uh even players in gold with very little understanding of the game can say i'm gonna main this role and that means i'm playing main tank so that means i'm gonna learn winston reinhardt and arisa and there's your very small pool to work from. Right. right. So let's push a, push a bit forward here. What else you got for us? Um, so, uh, basically, so back to, back to your plan, right? So we've got a plan going into our first point. And the, the thing is, is you're, you're going to make mistakes, right? That even if you have this, this, understanding of the game right you still have to practice your execution jane calls it a difference between conscious versus unconscious competence uh 
right? So if mm. so if you uh, sure, I know that as Anna, I want to be positioned in this particular way, right? But if when you fall into your autopilot, which has which you can do, right? And when your autopilot just takes you to the place where you're not supposed to be, that's where you know that you have a conscious competence of it, but you don't have the unconscious competence. Your autopilot isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing. That's why you can see like top 500 level streamers completely interacting with the chat in the middle of a uh, in the middle of a top 500 game where it's the highest level of Overwatch that's being played on ladder before you get to pugs and uh, pugs and uh, like scrims and all that kind of thing. It's because their unconscious competence of what they're doing is at such a high level that they just Overwatch is like breathing. And that's where you need to practice to get what you're trying to do. Right. And that just comes with time and experience. Um, and the more experience that you can get as a player with higher level players than yourself, the better. Um, because I'll be the first to admit that I didn't know this was a team fight game until I started playing with higher level characters. I started this game off in silver, uh, in low silver at that. Uh, and then after a few seasons, I started learning, you know, more about the game. And once I got to about mid gold or so, way the hell back you know i started learning oh we shouldn't be like kind of just walking in and trying to take this point we should be team fighting and dying as a team living as a team you know taking point as a team rather than going in two or three people deep and things like that that just become second nature the higher you go and the more you practice with people that are better than you yeah i mean there's a I don't think there's really much else you can say about that, right? Like, like it's just practice, practice, practice. Right. Like, so you inherently know what to do, right? right? You know, as like a, you know, for example, let me use Zen as an example, right? When I first started playing with Zen, you would think like, you know, Winston's like a huge issue for you, right? You know, Winston, he he jumps right on top of you and then Zen slowly, you can't get away from him, right? But now... Unless the Winston jumps from a really far away, like to the point where I can't hear his jump pack. As soon as I hear the, his jump packs, right, I'm looking for him and I see where he's coming in. And for those who don't know this, like one thing you could do with Zen or even Anna, uh, any slow moving character, when Winston is hitting the ground, you need to have your ass in the air because his him hitting the ground is actually going to push you away from him. And that's like second nature now. When he's hitting the ground, my Zen's in the air, pushing me away, and I just keep keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? That's actually something I didn't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that's how you, as a Zen Yada, you can stay away from Winston that way. Actually, I've killed Winston's like that. Like, as they're coming in, I'll put the Discord on them. I'm hitting them as they're coming down. They, you know, they jump down. They don't always think to put the shield up because it's just me, <laughs> you know? And, you know, you just, you know, hit them while they're on the ground that way. But that didn't, you know, somebody told me that before, you know, but it took me weeks to get to a point where, you know, I started doing it like it was that. It's not like somebody told me about it and I just started doing it. It's time after time after time. It's just something I uh, fit. I, you know, now it's a part of when I play Zenyatta. So it's just a lot of practice in, that, in those cases, which 
it does kind of uh, make the case for you to keep your hero pulled down a little bit and focus on certain characters, you know? Because if you're playing Zen one game and then you're playing Brig the next game and then you're playing Soldier the next game, it's like you might not get those, uh, you know, those, you know, uh, th- those reactions down like that. Right. And I believe we made a case for this on another episode where at least on a seasonal basis, you should probably stick within at least one role type, uh, like main heal, off heal, main tank, off tank, etc. Um, on a seasonal basis. Mm. Absolutely. So, yeah, you're right. It's practice, practice, practice. Yep. I mean, and like uh, all of these things, uh, like we've talked about having a growth mindset. We've talked about talking about making a plan and communicating that plan and having people that are with you that will help you understand where you're making your mistakes and that kind of thing. And that always comes from a better place when it's someone that you know and respect rather than some rando on the competitive ladder. Um, so just like it, it, it's just another argument for find people that you like to play with. If, if you're usually playing on a Friday night, put together a group of guys or a group of people that play on Friday night, make a team, six stack, Join an organization, join a team, find tournaments to play in, scrim, etc. Right. I mean, that's we calling that for a while. <laughs> yeah. Like now, like, you know. Yeah, welcome to Watchpoint Radio. Yeah. Right. Have, you, have, you, have you listened long? <laughs> yeah, long time like, listener, first time caller. <laughs> Six stack, buddy. Like, no, like that is, I mean, one of the best ways to to get better. The game you'll get better, you know, kind of as a team. Um, I mean, out of everything, I think the most important the the most important point that was made here is that growth mindset, right? Um, sure, some people hopped into this game and they were already at a diamond master, grandmaster level. That means they have skills that you did not have, you know, maybe from playing other games, whatever. They had it. That's not the important part, right? The important part is like, okay, you don't have it. That doesn't mean you can't get it, you know. <laughs> mean you can't work and and you know get better at the game, and it, and it all comes down to do you want it, right? Because the thing is, like, if you don't want it, like, then and you're not willing to put in the work to get it done, maybe you shouldn't complain, and maybe you might you might want to go play something else. Like, like, it might not be for you, right? I mean, a competitive mindset. <laughs> is for competitive and if you're not trying to be competitive then it's kind of all a moot point right right exactly yeah exactly like that's 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 kind of the point that's that kind of goes to you know what i uh you know what i say about the competitive uh not nature but competitive mode in overwatch being a little bit too accessible you know, once you hit level twenty-five, you can just hit the button and hop into it. Right. But there's there's consequences for that action. <laughs> when will you learn? You actually have consequences. Yeah, it's consequences for that action. Game. You know, so I mean, I th- there is an argument to be made for it, though. 
right? I mean, I, I say on a regular basis that quick play isn't Overwatch. Unless you've gone in and found a six stack to play with or even an LFG and you, you, you've put try hard in the name of the group, you're, you're not playing Overwatch as the game was intended to be playing. You're not even playing that in solo queue competitive. You guys say that all the time, right? Yeah. But competitive is still structured enough that you, you actually get the semblance of what the game is trying to be right yeah so like, it's still o- the best overwatch place to... overwatch as a game is truly only played in a six stack composition even six stack quick play is completely different from uh, from solo queue quick play um and i'll stand by that because mostly you get six stacks in a quick play and are warming up to go into competitive um, it's just a completely different game all around. The games are much more difficult. Uh, enemies are much more coordinated. You should be much more coordinated. Uh, it's a whole different ball game. Um, I mean, the guys that I stack with, they'll tell you uh, that even in gold and platinum, uh, the games in six stacking Overwatch at those levels feel like Diamond Masters games sometimes. Partly because of Smurfs, but also because the the teams are very well coordinated. Yeah, I think competitive Overwatch would actually get a bit better in general if Blizzard did something to make people take quick play a little bit more seriously, right? Give you uh, more incentive to win games, you know? Right. Like, fuck, take competitive points, put that shit in quick play, man. Call them Overwatch points. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) or to you know or you know or um based on the character that you're playing maybe if you win in quick play you can get work toward character specific loot boxes and stuff like that right yeah if you win that's the caveat other than that you just get xp and xp will get your loot box but if you win you get points toward this character or whatever you know stuff like that um so, I mean, I can also backfire. I'm not fully thinking it through. That's a fresh thought. It just came out. <laughs> I mean, I've been, uh, what? Ahead, I've been thinking for a while that that I don't really understand why quick play isn't in the arcade. If I'm playing quick right. play, I might as well at least be working towards my three loot boxes for the week. That's true. Right. That's true. And yeah. I, I think if they would introduce uh, weapon skins as opposed to just gold weapons by themselves and introduce that as a reward for like quick player competitive or something like that, like even if you did a CSGO style where there's just a billion of them, uh, that would be a good incentive and really easy for them to do. Like it's just a bucket texture. Here you go. That's true. I think the, the Overwatch's biggest problem is that the Overwatch team is so small, you know. Every that, time, that's the big problem. That's the big problem, right? They, you know, every every idea we have, if they did it, might take away from something else. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know, getting the Reinhardt chatter fixed. <laughs> <laughs> again. Again. Yeah, for the, what, fourth time now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But, uh, so, you got anything uh, else for us there, Guru? I mean, I, I think that's what I've got for now. That's what you got for now. Okay. Yeah. Well, I got this moonshine and a mighty thirst. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks for uh, coming on the show and talking to us about the Overwatch mindset. We definitely had a, a a good time here. You know, it's good to it's good to know we're on the same page as our community members with the mindset. Yeah. And, you know, that's why you're able to get yourself from 
you know, gold to platinum as you're, yeah. you're marching your way toward diamond. That's why you're climbing. That's why yeah. you're climbing, big guy. All right. Yeah. And I think, you know, a, like a replay system would be incredible for to help players grow and, and, uh, and, and, and help themselves find out what they're doing wrong. You know, there's people who play this game that have kill cam turned off. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, I played with somebody. Uh, I found out that somebody I had been playing with for months had kill cam turned off, and I was like, "No, you need to turn that on. You need to turn kill cam yeah, on." I, I don't understand why you would turn it off anyway, because like even even <clears throat> if you don't care and don't use it, it's something to do during that eight seconds while you're just fucking dead. Like, what do you do? Just stare at your dead body for a while and contemplate the fuck ups of your life? I have found some of the greatest positioning from watching the kill cam. <laughs> it was like, oh, they killed me from there. Guess what I'm using next time. <laughs> a lot of the times I'll just take a look at the, I'll take a look at the kill cam to see where their, uh, where their ult charges. Right? Yeah. And then I'll immediately switch off of it and pan to one of the cameras for one of my teammates. So I can continue shot calling because people don't shot call ever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And that's another thing that I hope, like if you, you know, we've talked about that before. We're not, not going to get into a tangent about that here, but uh, yeah, being a shot caller for your team is a great way to climb. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for bringing the topic. We had a great time talking to you. Welcome to uh, you know do a community episode anytime you want. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We we can have a backlog community episode because we'll just keep putting them out. Yeah. So it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> Right on, and I'll I'll try to keep on uh, providing you guys with some, uh, some what do you call them? Your community uh, questions, your, entertainment, yeah. uh, your podcast show questions. So yeah, I, I've gotten on the past couple of weeks. Maybe we can keep it a a running thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Podcast show questions are actually a big helper for getting topics in. Yeah. yeah, especially when there's no news. Like, if you haven't noticed, yeah. like that's all we did the last show. So, <laughs> yeah, slow weeks are huge for uh, community questions. So, if there's nothing happening, fucking ask us a random question. Ask about like Jaws' dick size. I don't care. Like, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks. We're gonna wrap this one up. Uh, we appreciate you coming on the show, Woods Your Guru. And uh, yeah, let's head to the next one. That's a star performance. All right, so big thank you to Woodtier Guru for taking the time to come out and uh, you know come on the show and talk about you know the competitive mindset. I think we we touched on a bunch of good topics in that conversation. Once again, apologize for the delay, but uh, just thank you very much for coming onto the show and taking the time. Now, if you're interested as a community member in doing a community episode, just reach out to us. We're going to get our contact info out here in a little bit. But yeah, just reach out to us. And like I say, it doesn't matter whether it's a topic we've already touched on and you want to kind of expand on. Maybe you even disagree with it. That's totally fine, too. Don't get me wrong. We're not going to trash you live unless you're really wrong. But, you know, <laughs> no, we're not going to trash anybody. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it could be like almost anything as long as Overwatch related. It could be a topic we've talked about. It could be an idea, you know, whatever. So, you know, a personal experience. So, yeah, definitely reach out to us. And, uh, you know, we, we're, we're looking forward to hearing from more community members so we can pump out more community episodes. Like I said, we're going to have community episode number four out 
probably next week or about a week from today, maybe probably less than a week from today. Sorry. Uh, and you'll get to hear from another community member with, you know, another, you know, another great story. So, uh, with that, we are out of here. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpoint radio. Uh, and you can also find us on our discord, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. Those are probably the two best ways to get a hold of us. If you're looking to reach out, you can also contact us at WPR at mash those buttons.com. If you still use email, sometimes people send us really long stories. So, uh, when you do that, the best way to do that is either via email or via discord. Twitter is not the best place for that. But we'd love to hear from you guys. Like I said, if you enjoy the show, you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And also, if you want to take your support a bit further, you can help us out on Patreon by becoming a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash watchpointradio. You can uh, buy merch from the Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash match those buttons. Or you can also become a Twitch subscriber. All three of those methods very help, you know, help very much. Um... Yeah, and I also encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows. So, with that, thank you guys very much. Thank you, Woods Your Goo, for coming on. And we'll see you guys on the next community episode or the next Watchmen Radio, whichever one's first. All right, catch you guys later. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.